live from Studio E down here in Central Florida. I am your host, Steve Elkins, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is May 7th, 2023. It's been a full week of news and sound bites and news that is being passed off as real news, much of which I would call the fake news. The time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the RBN website for great resource articles and provocative insight and share what you have learned. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. My email address, simple to remember, off the beaten path, steve at gmail.com. Our phone call at number is 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. We're going to open up the show tonight with something... uh, well, kind of, we'll say passion. Uh, an actor by the name of Jim Caviezel. You may remember him from uh, The Passion of the Christ. I did not see The Passion of the Christ. Refused to see it because of the cruelty. And to think that this actually was carried out against Jesus Christ. The cross, the spikes in the hands. Um, I, it just... Uh, it's something you can't fathom uh, and understand the pain, the nature of what happened, the cruelty, the torture, what happened. And so I couldn't watch the movie. I, I'd like to, to actually better critique the movie, but I can't get beyond the cruelty and the torture. Uh, that I'm really bothered by that, so I never have watched that movie. What I have watched from Jim Caviezel before, several other movies, but one that comes to mind, of course, I mean, if you like golf, you like the movie... Bobby Jones, a great movie there, Stroke of Genius, and uh, a fine movie there. Also, uh, of course, Bobby Jones, the creator of the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, one of the, I guess you might call that the Grand Slam of golf. There's a new documentary out called The Storm is Upon Us. And basically what Jim Caviezel is saying is the storm is upon us here. What we are seeing right now is no coincidence This is a a storm coming at many different directions. We are in a fight for our own survival, fight for our lives. I kid you not. Take this very serious. All these anomalies we are seeing are not a coincidence. Not one is a coincidence. They are all very purposeful and part of their plan. Believe it or not, doctors are now coming around about the COVID lie. And the health damage that have been caused by these COVID shots. A cancer doctor just last week, through my connections, a doctor, cancer doctor, oncologist, actually telling his cancer patient, who had cancer in remission for 10 years, who taken the shots and the boosters, who now has cancer in a very advanced degree. And the oncologist asked his patient, did you take the COVID shot or booster? She replied, yes, I did. He came back with, the COVID shot caused your cancer. I I was blown away when I heard this, that the oncologist actually came out and said, your COVID shot caused your cancer, brought it out of remission. So many are now coming forward and not afraid to speak their minds. Thank God for that finally happening. A little late, but at least it's happening now. So we're going to play this clip from Jim Caviezel here again. The name of the, the clip is called The Storm is Upon Us. And as I said before, it is coming at many different directions. There are no coincidences. Sam, let's go ahead and play that clip. 
We are headed into the storm of all storms. Yes, the storm is upon us. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot buy our security of one nation under God. Our freedoms in Christ our Savior from the threat of the devil any longer. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson in history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning Christian liberal friends refuse to face. Our priests, our pastors, and now, sadly, even our Pope. That his policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives us no choice between peace and war. Only between fight and surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we will have to face the final demand, the final ultimatum, and what then? When Satan has told his own, he knows what our answer is going to be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of his cold war and someday when the time is right to deliver his final ultimatum. Our surrender will be voluntary because you see by them we will have been so weakened from within, spiritually, morally, economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price. Or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees with his mask on than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war. Because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know it and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for. Well, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our beloved dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, did not die in vain. Where then lies the road to peace, you say? Well, it's a simple answer after all. That you and I have the courage to tell our enemies there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which evil must not advance. And this goes for our beautiful, beloved Constitution as well. Just barely hanging in there by a lifeline. Do we even believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? You know, there's no coincidence why it's in that order. Because without your life, you have no liberty. And without your life, you have no happiness. That all men are created equal. Ladies and gentlemen, not born equal. Winston Churchill said that the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move throughout the world, we learn we are spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. My fellow Americans, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of men on earth. I will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We're at war now with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose this war, and in so doing lose this great way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those of us that have the most to lose did the least. 
to prevent it from happening. Well, I think it's high time now we ask ourselves if we still even know the freedoms that were intended for us by our founding fathers. Every generation of Americans needs to know that freedom exists not to do what you like, but having the right to do what you ought. My fellow Christian warriors, set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. We weren't made to fit in. We were born to stand out. And that is the freedom that I wish for you. Freedom from sin. Freedom from our weaknesses. Freedom from the slavery that sin makes out of all of us. That is the freedom that is worth dying for. Kind of reminds me of the words that Mel Gibson first intoned in his Academy Award-winning film Braveheart. When he said to his ragtag army, and I say to you tonight, I see before me a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? This man says no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, that you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the angels in defending God and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. The storm is upon us. But not without Jesus, our rudder. And in the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. God bless you. Jim Caviezel speaking with real passion, not acting this time here. The storm is upon us. Evil is coming at us at all directions. I am not underestimating this at all. Evil is everywhere. <clears throat> we have to put up a great fight here. We have a lot of work to do here at RBN. A lot of education, a lot of spreading the words, planting the seeds, laying down the groundwork. <clears throat> Ignorance is going to bury us. And that's where we can win. I'm not going to give up this fight. I'm in it for the long run. I hope you are also. This is going to be a fight because these people are evil and they're not going to give up. We're going to see more food shortages, more protein shortages. They're going after the fish now in the ocean, trying to corner it off, saying now it's a sanctuary. We can't fish there. You can't fish here. You can't do this. It's going to happen. I predict in this country, probably in this year sometime, probably this summer sometime, they're going to find ways to shut down your ability to feed yourself, to go hunting, to go fishing. The waters will be polluted. They'll say their mercury levels are too high. You can't fish in these lakes. You can't fish in these streams. 
they are going to poison everything they possibly can to make sure you don't have the protein intake that you need to keep your immune system strong. That's where they're coming at us, at the food supply. And if that doesn't work, they're going to vaccinate and they're going to pollute our, pollute our food, poison our food through messenger RNA and the GMO that's coming our way. And uh, probably on top of that, spraying heavily, more heavily spraying our skies to poison us, to weaken our immune systems. These people are flat out evil. Death is just too damn good thing for them. I wish them more than that, ten times over that. There will be no amnesty. We are coming for you. We are coming for you. You evil people, we're coming for you. There will be no amnesty. Thank God, like I said, the, the doctors and nurses, a lot of people are coming forward now and agreeing these COVID shots. This is not about health. There is an evil agenda behind it. And we're going to have to do something about it or be phased out. I'm going to hold the calls for the first hour. I've got so much information to get out there to you today. I just sat down this whole week and just wrote, wrote, wrote. And I just thought I had to get some, some things off my chest. I thought it's the perfect timing. So we're going to close the phones for the first hour. Second hour, open wide. Just hit me with your best shot. Call in. First-time callers, it'd be nice to hear some some new callers call in tonight. That would be great also. But uh, your regulars, love you. Glad you're always there for me. And uh, let's get to the news here. So what's the biggest story? What's the biggest story right now going on? Well, we've got uh, a legal border issue, uh, invasion in Texas here. We're going to have uh, mainly El Paso right now. It's getting hammered right now. We are looking at Title 42 to uh, finally expire on May 11th. <clears throat> Interesting that it's expiring on May 11th, Title 42. And also, the COVID mandates are also expiring on May 11th. That's kind of coincidence, isn't it? Hmm. Killing two birds with one stone in government. But uh, yes, Title 42 will expire on May 11th, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see. Uh, <clears throat> Do you remember the old running of the bulls in Spain? Do you remember that? What a stupid, stupid tradition, the running of the bulls. One of the dumbest traditions on record. Uh, if you think you can really outrun the bull and not get gorged, well, I guess go for it. But maybe, uh, just maybe, this stupid tradition will end when the bull probably comes out as the, to be the winner the majority of the time. Stupid tradition, running of the bulls. <clears throat> well, basically, your border is going to be the same way. It's going to be uh, havoc. It's going to be overwhelming, the Border Patrol. And basically, it's like uh, it's a race to get to the other side. And that's exactly what's going to happen there. Um, it's going to be overwhelming. And uh, the 1,500 soldiers that were sent down to the border by resident Joe Biden will be nothing more than either spectators or processors for those coming across the border. I don't think they're going to even process. I think it's just going to be a storm running through the border gates they're just going full full force i think that's what we're going to expect here and um <clears throat> it's going to be havoc it's uh, think about it these people just invading our country by the way there's a chicken pox outbreak in the camps that they have set outside the border there's always are already a chicken pox problem there at the border and those will be coming in not that it's one of those situations that's going to be killing everybody, chickenpox. But the point is they're going to be bringing in lots of other problems, lots of other diseases. Of course, the criminal element would be coming through. The drug cartels will be sending in the mules. 
with the fentanyl and Percocet and Percodan and everything else you can think of to uh, bring it to this country. Um, there was a, a president of the Border Patrol that went on record. I'm surprised he still has his job. Maybe he doesn't by now. But he said essentially when May 11th comes and the expire expiration of Title 42 happens, the drug cartels are going to own it all. They're going to own the borders. They're going to have full reign of doing whatever they want to do at the borders. And we will be powerless, powerless to stop the drug cartels. Whatever they want to do will happen. It will come in through the borders. And uh, there's nothing we can do to stop it. Well, we could actually stop it. We could declare the, the drug cartels a terrorist entity. And we could chase them in their own country. We could actually invade Mexico and go after the drug cartels. Just as we're chasing Taliban in other countries. The, the Taliban that we actually created, the CIA actually created. Well, we could do that, but that won't happen. <clears throat> Nobody seems to ask the question, why won't, won't that happen? Why can't we not declare the enemy, the drug cartel, ter- cartels, the enemy, terrorist group, and go after them in, in their own country? Why can't we do that? Well, there's a certain amount of drugs that need to come into this country. And believe it or not, your government is one of the biggest drug, drug pushers out there. Not only on the pharmaceutical side, from all the drug commercials you see on TV, but the illegal stuff coming in the back door also. There's a lot of money to be made off of illegal drugs. We have a, a, a government, a country that loves drugs. A country of drug-seeking people. And if it's not for medicinal value, it's for recreational. We have a large population of recreational drug users. So there's a market. Where there's a market, there'll always be a supplier. There'll also be a nice large sum of money to be made on illegal drugs. Money that could be skimmed off and possibly used for what? Black ops operations to overthrow governments, to install puppet governments. Sure. Coups? Sure. You simply can't show up in Congress and say, we're going to overthrow this country. We need a couple billion dollars, can we? Got to get that money somehow. Oh, that's all conspiracy talk, Steve. That's cuckoo talk. Our government's never been in the drug business. No, never, never, never. Never in the heroin trade in, in Vietnam. No, none, none of that ever happened. Nothing. Never, ever happened. So we got an interesting situation here, this, uh, this border, May 11th. It's going to be interesting, very interesting. Um. <clears throat> There's not much being said about the Budweiser situation anymore. I think that's um, I think that's exhausted, isn't it? Nobody wants to talk about the little skinny white boy that dresses like a girl, wears makeup. I think Budweiser uh, realizes they made a huge mistake, but they can't admit it, can't come back and say, hey, we messed up. We're just going to have to suck it up, and uh, hopefully people forget about it, and they'll come back to our product again. But it would be a good example between Disney, Hershey's, Budweiser, Nike, many others, um, to learn a lesson. I, I, I don't know why they don't learn a lesson unless they're subsidized by this government itself to go forward with this agenda as they have nothing left to lose. They have nothing to lose. 
if you're subsidized and you're going for an agenda, then you, you can't lose because what money you think you might lose, you simply get it in a subsidy through this government. I, I would not be surprised one bit if that's exactly what's going on right now. I mean, what's, think about the business model. Where in anybody's business model would they take such a risk to alienate 90% of their clientele, their base, customer base, to alienate, to anger 90% of their customer base for 10% or less of a minority group? Who would do that? You wouldn't do that. It's it's not part of a structural, solid business model of success. It's not. It's just the opposite. But still, we see this happening. Another woke company, another woke company, another woke company. That's the only logical thing that could be happening, is that there are subsidies in place, kind of like subsidies that were given to the mainstream media to push the COVID narrative that the COVID shot was safe and effective. Yes, $1 billion. Can you believe that? $1 billion was paid to the mainstream media to pitch and sell safe and effective COVID vaccines. They had no conscience. They had no fact checkers. They didn't care. That doesn't matter. A billion dollars supersedes the truth. We're talking about a billion dollars here. And all the mainstream media networks were pretty much doing it, except I think Fox. At least I never heard it from Tucker. I never heard Tucker preach and, and, and pitch the shot being safe and effective. I think he did just the opposite. I think uh, Sean Hannity also, and I don't really care for Hannity, and I think Ingram did the same. There's probably three on the network that actually never went in that direction. I think the rest of them pretty much stuck with the narrative. So there you go with that. Uh, Tucker Carlson, where did he land? He got quite an offer, didn't he? $100 million over five years. Offer. Didn't take it yet, believe it or not. $100 million over five years. Through an investor who said, pretty much an online media type situation here, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I trust you. Honesty, truth, that's what we're looking for. Here's the deal. It's in writing now. $100 million for over five years. But he hasn't accepted yet. There's talk that he's talking with Donald Trump, and I didn't think that he and Donald Trump were seeing eye to eye right now, but uh, evidently there may be talks of a collaboration in a an independent media-type situation here. He certainly won't pay him $100 million. And if he doesn't take that, and he, and he takes the other, the alternative, for a lot less money, i, I got to say that would impress me. That would impress me that somebody said, I could make more money here, but I've decided to go over here and uh, I'll take a hell of a pay cut. But, you know, this is the right thing to do for me. That's pretty honorable because most everybody takes the money, the largest sum they can possibly get their hands on. So we'll see how that all turns out. What else we got going on here? A big story of the week, the Putin assassination. I thought that was quite interesting. Charlie Kirk coming around to plant a seed. That's the first time I ever heard Charlie Kirk say this. He later on backtracked a little bit, and I think he just threw it out there as a possibility. It's a it's a very slim, slim, narrow possibility, but suggesting that maybe this was a false flag. 
and that maybe Putin, you know, brought out a false flag here to point a finger at Ukraine because they want to up the ante on this war on Ukraine, and which means hell to pay now. As actually what Putin said, there will be hell to pay for this assassination attempt on his life. I don't believe it for one moment that this was a false flag. Nor do I believe that Putin would also destroy his own Nord Stream 2 pipeline, gas pipeline to Europe. That wouldn't happen either. It makes no sense. If it doesn't make sense, it's probably not. <laughs> so, But they have very idea that uh, Ukraine actually here, Ukraine's denying it. Oh, no, we, we, didn't, we didn't try to assassinate him with a drone. No, no, we didn't. It was probably that civilian group, that civilian Ukrainian group there that uh, blew up the pipeline. You know, this scuba team here, this PATI-certified Ukrainian scuba team, Patriots, blew up the pipeline. And probably uh, Boy Scouts or Eagle Scout, trying to get their Eagle Scout badge, probably carried out the drone, drone strike on uh, Putin. I, I don't know. But... Uh, I'm not buying it. This was uh, Ukraine, probably most likely Ukraine, all the way. I mean, think about it. The theory, the whole philosophy in war is to what? Knock out the leader. If you knock out the leader, things kind of fall apart because there's usually not a very good backup. It's a lot of disarray, no communication now. The, the main guy running the show here, calling all the shots, is out of the picture. He's dead. Things kind of come to an end pretty fast. We know that Ukraine is getting hammered. It is not going well. I don't care what the mainstream media is telling you. If you want to know really truly what's going on in Ukraine with the Russian war, probably go to retired Colonel Douglas McGregor, and you'll probably get the best possible news of the true situation, what's going on there. I believe him 100%. I think he's on the money. I think Scott Ritter is on the money for what's going on over there. I think... Ukraine is losing very, very bad right now. I mean, think about it. If you're having to recruit 16-year-old boys to be in your military now, you're not doing well. The casualties are high. This thing is coming to an end, I think. And this attacking Putin or attacking the Kremlin itself, trying to knock out the big guy, Putin, it's a bad, bad idea. Because I think it's possible now that he may just unleash his own kraken here. And kind of nip this in the bud. He's been uh, going for over a year now. I think it was, what, February 24th? It's over a year now. It's time to wrap this thing up. I was trying to be the best I possibly could with least with the least amount of casualties. I definitely didn't want to kill Russians. I'm trying to save Russians over there. I don't want to kill my own people. That really goes against everything you try to do when you're trying to save people and you end up killing your own people. But he is going oh, after the Nazis. We got more to say on this. Got a lot to say. Stick around. Stick around. And a road that goes forever. Been thinking about it lately. Been watching some TV. Been looking all around me. And what has come to be? Been talking to my neighbor. And he agrees with me It's all gone crazy Well, my wife returns from taking My little girl to school She got beads of perspiration 
As she tries to keep her cool She says that mess it don't get no better There's gonna come a day Someone's gonna get killed out there And I turn to her and say Texas She says what? I said Texas She says what? They got big long roads out there You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Subscribe to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There is no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading The Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. That's The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to The Freedom Times today. Einstein once said, Future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, 
anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. to say about the Putin thing other than I think he's going to ramp it up a little bit here. Um, how far will the United States take this <clears throat> with Ukraine? How much more money they're going to spend? I don't know. Our economy seems to be circling the drain here. About ready to run out of money here, this uh, debt ceiling here. Uh, we're out of money by June 1st, I understand. <clears throat> so they talk about raising the debt ceiling and then cutting spending. Um, how about the reverse of that? How about to, to cut spending and then first do that, cut the spending, and then see what you might need, and then maybe increase the debt ceiling if you need to. Increasing the debt ceiling has never been a very good policy. I guess both parties have been guilty of using this debt ceiling here, increasing it. Instead of being fiscally responsible and watching the pocketbook here and their checkbooks, they simply think that we're in those endless uh, deep pockets uh, a big piggy bank that we can, they can just squeeze us anytime they need the money. I'm a little tired of it. I think you are also. I mean, look at everything, the money they've taken. We're the most taxed people in the world. We pay taxes for everything. Taxes for this, taxes for that, taxes for this. Uh, we are the most taxed people in the world here. What do we have to show for it? <clears throat> well, more taxes and then higher inflation. Printing more money, de- devaluation of the dollar here, just... The endless circle here of the money becoming less and less in value here to a point where it makes perfect sense that at some point in time they're going to crash the economy. They are going to crash this economy to bring on the digital currency. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I don't know when they're going to do it. I just know they can't keep doing quantitative easing and plunge protection with the, with the markets anymore. Can't do it. Baltic Dry Index, I have no idea how to explain the Baltic Dry Index anymore. That I know that's supposed to be a daily number posted, a world economic indicator, manufacturing, how we're doing, what parts we're ordering, what resources are we ordering for manufacture, what little manufacture we have in this country. But it is a world economic indicator, and uh, it's all over the place. 
I think it's one of those numbers that's just pulled out of somebody's rear end also. It's not a true number. It does not represent what I see. I don't live in San Francisco. I can just imagine if anybody living in San Francisco, the big giant cargo ships, the container ships, are not coming into San Francisco Bay as often anymore. They're not. Why? Because the economy is not doing well. The orders have not been placed to bring in more resources to make a product. We don't make much anyway, but the ship is not arriving as often as it used to. That's not a, that's not a good thing. That's, a, that's an indicator that this economy is not doing well. I think sometimes this summer, don't know when, it just appears that everything's kind of lining up for something to happen this summer for this economy, this economic collapse. Something's going to happen. Some maybe major false flag here, some something serious. Uh, they're laying the groundwork now. Christopher Ray, Ray is laying the groundwork. He's, of course, the director of the FBI. Is laying the groundwork now. It's funny, planting the seed of a cyber attack. A major cyber attack possibly could happen. Pointing a finger at China, not at Russia this time, but pointing a finger at China. A major cyber attack could happen. Sure, it could happen. It should. It could. Will it happen? If it does happen, will it be China or will it be our own government here doing a false flag cyber attack to bring down the system here to bring on to their digital currency here? Isn't that funny? If you have a cyber attack, why would you want to go to a digital currency? You were just were cyber attacked. You brought down everything. You brought down the grid the electric grid, whatever kind of grid you have, you brought them all down. You can tap into the banking system itself in a cyber tank uh, attack. So why would you want to stick with a system that has so many flaws in it? Does that make sense? We're going digital. We want to go digital. $50 billion last, lost last year in identity theft, and you still want to go with the digital? Does that make sense? Oh, We've been cyber attacked. So what are we going to do? Continue putting everything on the Internet. We'll have everything digitalized. Everything will be digitalized. Everything. But we were just cyber attacked. They hacked us. They brought everything down. Oh, it was just a one-time occurrence. It's never going to happen again. Yeah. The system was built with fraud in mind, people. These things were built with fraud in mind. They have back doors. I know it. It's always been that way. If they wanted to make it safe and secure, they would have done so. They would have done so, and they didn't. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Let's take a call here. I know I said I went to the front of the first of the hour, but what the heck? We got twenty minutes. Let's take Dave in Delaware. Dave, how you doing? Everybody should go to revokeincometax.com because. The IRS says the income tax is collected by voluntary compliance. Do you recall volunteering? Can no, you tell me where you volunteered? Anyway, Never did. revoke income And that's the money back guarantee that it works because it does. Well, that was a fast call. I assume this is. Uh Dave, uh, this is Joanne's Dave. Well, thanks for the call. 
wish it would have stayed on a little longer. I'd like to ask more questions about that. Um, yeah, I didn't sign on to all the taxes. We are a heavily taxed people, no doubt about it. I mean, it, there was a there was a list one time I read. It was kind of funny about everything we're taxed on, and it was supposed to be humorous. But when you think about it, you clearly are taxed for everything you want to do. You got property tax. You got a license tax. You got a wheel tax on your car. You got taxes all, all taxes of your property tax. You, you can need a, you need a, a license, which is a tax to go fishing. You need a license, which is a tax to actually carry on your profession in the state you're in. Um, there's taxes for everything. You turn around, there's a tax. There's a tax. There's a tax. And uh, are we are we are we improving our standard of living? Are we improving our standard of living? I don't think so. Uh, road taxes. The roads look pretty bad. Our roads aren't too bad out here. We're better than we are in the Midwest. Midwest is pitiful. But then again, they have all the salt and the snow and all that stuff here to, to, to tear up their roads. Uh, down here, we're in pretty good shape on that. But again, taxes, taxes, taxes. And uh, it, uh, there's no, it's, it's a never-ending situation here. There's taxes for your school. Yeah. I don't have any kids in school anymore. And of course, the school system being polluted the way it is, indoctrination and brainwashing. You know, I'm paying. I'm still paying for uh, schools to be built, and money for schools where there's no teaching really going on anymore. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's uh, that's uh, that's old school. Now we're we're on to bigger, bigger, better things here, um, because that's a, that's what they're doing. So I'm paying for that stuff. My taxes are still paying for these schools to brainwash the child, which I'm fighting. So I don't know. Thanks for the call, Dave. Are you still there or not? He's not there. Oh, you dropped? Okay, that's fine. Uh, let's get on to, uh, again, the Title 42. Uh, the borders are going to be wide open on the, the 11th of May here. Uh, it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be a rush for the borders. I, I got to wonder, I really have to wonder, what is the thinking in the Pentagon and uh, with their DOD recruiting, you know, agenda here, what they're trying to do here, lowering the bar on acceptance. Of course, they've been turning the back. They've been kind of saying, well, it's a juvenile crime. We're going to overlook that here. Your sexuality is uh, is not an issue anymore because of Clinton's don't ask, don't tell policy, which really doesn't apply today at all. If you think about it, um, you can be in the military, very vocal about your sexuality and, and be very proud about it. And uh, there's not a problem with that. There's nothing going against you. I've I don't understand. The DOD has chosen a non-binary drag queen to uh, to be their recruitment ambassador. How embarrassing is that? I kid you not. A drag queen, non-binary drag queen ambassador to be their recruitment ambassador. Uh, I kid you not. The, ge- the generals at the Pentagon have run out of ideas to, to bring in straight, young straight males and females to join the military. They have run out of ideas. I so they're essentially targeting the LGBTQ plus group right now, and uh, you gotta you gotta wonder what uh, other countries are looking at the United States and saying what is going on. China, what's going on with the United States? What's going on with all this this uh, this gender confusion and this uh, wanting to change your sex and this catering to this this class of people? And your military is supposed to be it's supposed to be disciplined, disciplined uh, readiness. For your troops to possibly at some point in time to face battle, it seems like there's a everything. These policies coming out of out of Pentagon here are nothing more than morality busters, bringing down morale 
of troops. I can't imagine. And they tell you, well, you, you can't discriminate. You soldiers here, you're going to have gay troops among yourselves and, and uh, transgenders and whatever out there, and uh, you cannot discriminate against them. You can tell that you can tell that to the soldier all you want, and some of them may obey you, and most of them probably will say none of your business. You're not going to tell me what to think. You're not going to, and you're going to brainwash me. You know, I I have a belief, and these are my beliefs. You don't like them. I mean, it's funny that we have to be tolerant of some other people, but they're not tolerant to our viewpoints at all. It's quite opposite. No, you, you have to accept ours, but we don't have to accept the way you think. Well, that's not how it works. That's just not the way it works. So um, I have no problem with someone's sexuality. I can really care less. Uh, if they keep it to themselves, that's their business. I really don't care. But if they're in the military and they're practicing their lifestyle on a military base, I, I can tell you right now, that's not going to go over well. In the military, it's it's not. Think about your Marines. Your Marines are your your number one guys on the ground here in a war. They're the ones, the tough guys. And then you have this issue of transgender and homosexuals in the military and in, in, in the Marines. This is not going to work. Just a bad bad idea. And we can thank uh, Bill Clinton for that. Uh, but they, again, you know, the generals don't have to listen to the president on something like this. They make their own policies. They don't have to listen to anybody in Washington. They don't have to say, we're, we're the Pentagon, man. We can do what we want. We're, our job is to just be prepared military-wise to, in case we ever have to go to, to war. That's our job, to prepare troops for war in the event we go to war. But they're doing anything but that. I, I don't know what we have here anymore. I really don't. It's quite embarrassing. I just, you know, I went in the military in 1980, 1980. Five, actually, for eighty-one to eighty-five, and uh, it was very strict. It was uh, it was strict. You you followed the rules. In follow the rules, you end up uh, staring out a little window here with bars on it, and you may spend a week in there. But you learned a lesson, and you said, "I won't do that again." Never happened to me, by the way. I kept my nose clean, but I did see. Oh, I did walk by the little jail there from on the base there and see some of my friends that were screwed up on the weekend and got themselves in trouble and they had to, to do some time there. But that's not the way it is now. We, we have a very weak military, a very weak military. I, this is, is quite embarrassing. There's a comment from uh, Vladimir Putin. I, I, I just must quote, he was making some derogatory comments about Americans and having poor character and issues of morality which makes a nation weak. He's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. America is divided. It is not military ready. These generals should be ashamed of what they have come up with their recruitment policy here. Uh, keep an eye on the enlistments. I guarantee you, most of, a lot of these soldiers, when, they, when their enlistment is finally up, they're not going to re-enlist. They're not going to re-enlist. It's just a guesstimate, but I, I think that's... I think that's the thinking. Whether they say it or not, I mean, I, I know they're in the military and they're they're called GIs for a reason, which is government issue, and they just can't speak out on everything they want to. They could if it was agreeable to what the narrative is. They're allowed to say that all, all they want. That's fine. But if you disagree with the narrative, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Get yourself an article, Article 15, 
find yourself in jail. But my guess is we're going to see a lot of uh, soldiers exit the military. And the only strategy that our government really has, the only strategy our government really has in keeping it, people in the military is destroy our economy. Destroy our economy, have high in, uh, unemployment. That's the only strategy they have to keep people from leaving the military. And the generals are aware of this. I guarantee you, Washington is aware of this. But going back to the Title 42 here, um, I quickly wanted to talk about these, this big rush on the border and the assistance of the Biden administration to pick up these people, put them on buses, take them to the airport, fly them all over the country here, drop them off in red states. What's going to happen to this country if this, this is not stopped is we're going to see, if you've ever been to San Francisco, Chinatown, they also have Japan, little Japan. And then in New York, I guess New York City, you have little Italy. But you're going to have pockets, pockets of people from different countries in these cities setting up shop, speaking their own language, their own native tongue, carrying out their own traditions, whatever that may be. No English spoken, just their native tongue. You're going to have pockets around this country here. America's identity is going to disappear. It's going to be erased when we see all these pockets from other countries around the nation. Um, it's, it's the cost on top of that. First of all, communication is so essential. A population that cannot communicate will not succeed. We need to be able to speak the same language and talk and share ideas and people in power and command need to be giving direction, and people need to understand what is being said. I spoke about this when I was in the hospital, a language barrier problem I had with a nurse who was very nice. I think she was from Puerto Rico. Her language, uh, her English was not well, not good. I don't know how she passed the boards. Unless they put it in her own language, she should have never passed the boards. She didn't understand English well enough to answer the questions and, or know what they were actually asking. Communication is essential. And we're on that road, that pathway of a nation that really has lost its identity, lost its language, lost its, lost its uh, traditions, its, its heritage, its language, its religion. We're losing all that. We've become a very divided country. Just pockets. Our pocket is going to be very small. Our little white pocket is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I say, communication is essential to succeed. You don't have it, you're in trouble. Um, I don't know. It's, um, it's a bizarre old world we're living in. Is it not? Is it not... It's, it's like a, being in a Twilight Zone movie. Things you thought you'd never see, you're seeing now on a regular basis, and people are kind of getting comfortable with it. Kind of like, well, that's the way it is. Really, that's, that's just the way it is. What you're saying is that's the new normal. So is that what you're saying? You're telling me it's the new normal? Well, I, I, I guess that's the way it is. What can I do about it? 
Well, you can first start by speaking up. What happened to people that we, we, you know, some people just stopped speaking up? How does that happen? I've always been very vocal my whole life. Even as a child, probably too vocal. Found my, myself at the principal's office because I was so vocal. Yeah, he wouldn't keep his mouth shut. He was in the back there talking or he's doing something. Very, very outspoken. Even more so now. And I don't know how you teach that. I don't know how you teach people to be vocal and stand up for a cause, stand up for something. I don't know how you teach people that. I don't know. It just comes natural for me. Has it uh, brought me some problems? Sure, it has. It has. Has it deterred me from... Has it deterred me and, and stopped me from speaking up and pointing out wrong? No. I continue on. I, I take my hits. I take my, my lumps. I've, I've won some battles. I've lost some battles. But I'm always in the fight. But I don't know how you teach that. I don't know how you teach people to, you know what? What's the final straw? I guess the question is, what's the final straw? I think it might be different for everybody. If you have children in the school system, it's easy. Your kid comes home and tells you they're talking about this. They had drag queen story hour. They had this and that. Brainwashing and indoctrination. You as a parent, you love your child. You want the best for your child. You know this is not the teaching you're paying for. And you make a stand. You go to the PTA meetings. You go to the school board. You meet with the teacher. And you voice your opposition to what's going on. You're unhappy. You push back. And maybe you're going to have to go to many different places to push back. It may, does, might, may not just be one area. You may have to go to several different places to push back. And then you might just have to go up higher and maybe even uh, find a politician who agrees with you. And maybe help the cause here of stopping the... The teaching that you don't want in these schools with your child, maybe this is how you, the direction. There might be many avenues you may have to go down to stop what's happening. But it can't happen if you're, if you're just going to be silent about it. Like I said, I started the show off saying the time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. The storm is upon us. It's coming from many angles. I guess the question, I think I have to say is stop being so comfortable. Stop being so acceptance. And stop with this word called tolerance. I hate that word, tolerance. Be tolerant. Be tolerant. I don't want to be tolerant. Something I know is wrong, and I'm told to be tolerant about it. Be tolerant. What they're saying is just accept it. It's the way it is. It's the new normal. Just accept it. Be tolerant of it. No. If any of the wisest words I've ever heard Vincent Finelli ever say was, increase your intolerance. I like that. And that didn't steal it. I didn't make it up. I give full credit for where it came from. But increase your tolerance. Intolerance. Increase your intolerance. Just the opposite. Tolerance got us in this mess. Intolerance is going to get us out of this mess. Increase your intolerance. Well, we got the, uh, like I said, the economy is failing. It is uh, 
We're seeing banks closing, inflation, energy, food, food shortages, supply chain backup, severe weather, de- train derailments. We haven't had one of those in a while. Mass shootings. We had another one yesterday in Texas, outside of Dallas, at a mall, which has false flag written all over it. Definitely look at it. Eight dead, a lot of injured, killer, the, the shooter's dead. How convenient that an officer was right there, too. I, I kind of think this got uh, false flag all over that one. We're caught up in a proxy war with Russia. Illegals are flooding into the nation. A perfect storm for a diversion to take place, a false flag this summer. That's just my prediction. The FBI in Houston, Texas, taking over, uh, taking part in a nuclear training exercise. That should have you concerned. Wonder why Houston? Hmm. Second hour coming up, state ten. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 